morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. And welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. I'm your host, Greg, where, you know, we like to talk about a little bit of sports, a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of life. We just want to talk about everything, kind of get you into that buffet where you could just pick at what you want, but you're getting a little bit of everything. So um, a couple of episodes ago, I started um, something that I felt like was entertaining enough for me and a lot of people responded positively and they were feeling uh breaking down positive quotes and affirmations and it's just me just um stating a quote and basically trying to break that quote down into what it means to me and i'm thankful for everybody out there that was feeling it that listened to the episode and hit me back now um something else i wanted to do here is um you know I like to read books. It's a hobby that I picked up um, a long time ago when I was uh, in college. And one of my favorite authors is Robert Greene. The reason why I like Robert Greene is because his books are so thorough and he breaks it down to a fine dust and powder to where it's impossible for you not to understand. It's just whether or not you agree with him. Because he has like these laws for whatever topic he's talking about. Take, for example, the 48 laws of power. He'll have a law. Then he'll have he'll pick a specific part in world history that implements that law. And then you will see the interpretation of that law and the error that was made to either break the rule or following the rule. And you don't have to agree with it, but he just breaks it down to like, wow, he gives you everything on, on one platter. So he came up with another book. This book is called The Laws of Human Nature. Um, I started reading it because um, deep down, everybody that knows me, as much as I love sports, as much as I am passionate about sports, um, if I could do it all over again, I know if we all could do it all over again, what would we really want to be? For me, I would like to be a psychologist. It intrigues me to know how and why people think the thoughts that they do. Me being an only child, I've always had to watch and read and study. And oftentimes, I would always misinterpret things. Where when you have siblings, you have older or younger, you kind of have somebody to bounce thoughts off of. Be around another person to understand human behavior and nature. Where me, I was always around adults unless I was around my friends and my cousins. And um, reading this book has really been eye-opening for me in terms of like human nature and all of the attributes that come with human nature. Now, I'm on, uh, there's no like, amount of laws here but the fourth uh not the fourth the ninth law that i'm on right now it is the uh confronting your dark side and i just want you to read um what it says here and then i just want to have like a quick five minute recap of what i think so it's uh, law number nine confront your dark side the law of repression people are rarely who they seem to be looking beneath their polite affable exterior is inevitably a dark side a shadow side consisting of the insecurities and the aggressive selfish impulses they repress and carefully conceal from public view the dark side leaks out in the behavior that will baffle and harm you 
Learn to recognize the signs of the shadow before they become toxic. See people's overt traits, toughness, saintliness, etc. as covering up the opposite quality. You must become aware of your own dark side and becoming conscious of it. You can control and channel the creative energies that lurk in your unconsciousness. By integrating the dark side into your personality, you will be a more complete human and will radiate an authenticity that will draw people to you. I was like, wow, man, that was pretty powerful. Listen to everything that this guy had to say. Now, um, hold on. I'm sorry. You know, when you do these things live, which I like to do for you guys, um, hold on for a moment. Hold on. I'm still here. Okay. So, um, you know, in, in, in recording this episode, when I read this law of repression and the confront your dark side and reading everything, and I'm halfway done with the chapter, but it had such an impact on me as I was reading it. You know, we all have a dark side. We all have those traumas that we dealt with when we were young, whether it was parents being divorced, being bullied, maybe um, whatever it is, you know, maybe you were cool growing up and you went to college and all of a sudden you were corny or maybe you were corny your whole life and you went to college and you became cool. Maybe you were doofy, whatever the case may be. We all have our traumas that we mask with a face mask. Now, in saying that, that face mask that we have on is something where we shouldn't be ashamed of it. We should actually, we should actually acknowledge it and understand that that is part of what makes us who we are. Because what they're saying in this chapter is pretty much, hey, you... Everybody has been traumatized. Everybody is dealing with something in some way. And they put the face mask on and they deal with it. You go to work. You are not who you act like at work at home. I don't, depending on the type of relationship you have with your parents at Thanksgiving dinner, the Christmas party or whatever, are you really drinking the same way you would if your parents weren't around? Would you sit there and be like, shot for everybody? Or, yeah, I'll take one more shot. I'll take a shot out of my belly button. Yeah. Good joke. But the point that I'm trying to make is, is that in this chapter, what Robert Greene is trying to say is, is that when you repress that trauma and you don't have a proper outlet for that anger, that aggressive, aggressive behavior, or just an outlet to vent when you repress it, then it comes out in ways that you may not know, understand, or control. You may be thinking, hey, me insulting everybody is funny because I'm a comedian, but yet maybe you insulting people is a way for you to mask your insecurity by belittling and making other people feel lower than you. But for you, you just thinking of it as like, I'm being Mr. Funny Man and I'm, I'm, I'm cracking jokes right now. 
And maybe it's that trauma that we're trying to suppress. And we don't know that we're doing that because we don't know how it's affecting other people. And what this guy is saying is, is that it's okay to feel those feelings. It's okay to understand that whatever happened to us was, was wrong. It was some bullshit. It shouldn't have happened. Why wasn't anybody there? And you are where you are right now in life. And you understand that transpired in your life. But then now, how do we go and deal with the day to day? How do we get from Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday to Friday to Saturday, have a day off on Sunday, and then maybe on Monday you get back to putting that mask on and, and doing what you got to do. But eventually, can you take that mask off and be who you really want to be? And in, the, and, and in this chapter, it's basically saying you can... But you can't be that in front of everybody because unfortunately, not everybody wants to know the truth. As much as everybody wants to hear the truth, they don't want to hear the truth because when they hear the truth, then they know and they feel like this isn't what I want to know or talk about. I guess you have to take the face mask off and be really who you really are. And I guess you just have to hope and guess whomever it is that you trust to see your true vulnerabilities and who you really are. They accept, understand, and they don't judge you for that. Because I often feel that it's context and how you say stuff is what matters and not the words that are coming out of your mouth. Because if you sit there and say, you know, your significant other comes up to you and says, hey, do I look good in this outfit? You could say, that outfit maybe if you lost 15 20 pounds you know you're getting in trouble fellas you know ain't gonna be no madden ain't gonna be no games you might as well just sleep in the bathroom because that's how many times you're gonna have to clean the bathroom and do the dishes but then let's say your lady comes up to you and says hey how do i look and you say that dress looks nice on you but I think this other one accentuates this and that and makes you look better. Right? Because what you're basically saying is, I don't like the way that dress looks on you. This other one makes you look better. But you're saying the same thing as opposed to maybe if you would lose so-and-so amount of pounds. I think that's what it is. It's like context. And if you find that right person where you could keep it a buck with, but then say things in the right context, that is so meaningful and impactful because we talk about let's keep it real, let's keep it real. But you also have to realize that feelings count. And when you say things, people's feelings get hurt, but it's how you say it. I mean, this dude in his book said, you know, the, the one of the greatest testaments is um, when people say things when they're drunk, do they mean it? And he said, yeah, you do. Because what happens is, is that when you're hammered or you're, you, you, you had a couple, those that whatever is inside of you that says, nah, let me not say that. That might hurt this person's feelings. After five or six shots of tequila, you're like, fuck that. Let me just say it anyway. I don't give a shit how he feels or how she feels. But the thing is, is that you, you, you probably could have said that in a nicer way. 
but you don't care because you're a little bit inebriated. So you're just numb to the context of the situation. And in a way, maybe you could believe that. Maybe you couldn't because look, man, I, I like there's certain things we all know we would never do, even if we were drunk or sober. Right. But then maybe if you're drunk and you say something stupid, that doesn't make sense. Or it's just like, man, that, that is dumb what you're saying. That could be being drunk. But then if you sit there and say, think about what you're saying when you're drunk, you're like, wow, man, this is how this person really feels about me. Or how about a lot of times when you're at work and people be having jokes and they say, oh, nah, man, I'm just busting balls. I'm having fun. Are they? Or are they really telling you how they feel? And they're pretty much putting a whole bunch of sugar and whipped cream and icing and ice cream on top of the shit that's at the bottom of what they're really trying to say to you. But they're covering it up with all this sweetness when they say, yo, I'm just busting balls, right? Or I'm just joking around, right? I mean, sometimes, you know, you got the comedian guys where it's just like everything is a joke where it's just like they might sit there and be like, yo, look at your tight, bright pants. And you were in tight pants that are pretty bright. It's just a joke. But if you sit there and say something offensive, that's where it becomes a, was it a joke? Or are you really telling me how you feel? Because you see, now that comes into the repressive shadow behavior that Robert Greene is talking about. That deep, dark, aggressive side to you that you repress. Because that's where all those feelings that have been hurt when you were a kid. Maybe you were never part of the cool crew. Maybe kids were taking your money. Maybe somebody was abusing you in some way. And that anger or that little piece or part of you is still mad and upset that nobody either dealt with the situation or it wasn't handled to your liking. That is that shadow dark side. And we need to find proper outlets for that anger to come out because it's not like it's going to go away and it's not bad that it's there. It's the fact that there's no proper outlet for it is what Robert Greene's saying. So when you see people and they sit there and become angry drunks, maybe they're angry and they just acting like they're not angry in front of you all the time. And then they have three or four beers or drinks or whatever. And then they become angry and it's like, that's who they really are. And look, everybody here and there, they get angry when they get drunk. I'm talking, we all know who the angry drunk is. Where it's like, every time they drink, you're like, oh God, here we go again. That person. I'm not talking about the, you may have a couple of drinks, your team loses and you get pissed off. That's not an angry drunk. That's just you being emotional. Because that's me. I get emotional when my team's losing. I've been sipping. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, there's so many levels to like this shadow uh, interpretation of your other side of your personality. I mean, you know, there is a it, it, there is interpretation in terms of how you see it, right? And then there, there there's also um, contradictory behavior where you sit there act one way and you do something else, but something else is how you really want to act or emotional outbursts. Where you just hold it all in and then all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm not mad. What's wrong with you? And then you're just like, yo, all I asked you to do is pass the salt, man. 
what is wrong with you? Or vehement denial. Where it's just like, you sit there and do something. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Like Eddie Murphy said in Raw. What? But I seen you. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Maybe it wasn't you. It wasn't me. Right? That's that vehement denial. Or that accidental behavior. Where, you know those people that always make it seem like they do things. And it's so intentional in how it affects you. But they're so good at making it seem like, oh, yo, my bad, yo. I didn't mean to stab you. It's just that I was going to cut the turkey and I tripped and your leg was right there. And I didn't mean to poke your leg three times, but it's just it happened to be. I'm so sorry that that happened, bro. Like stuff like that. There are a lot. There are people out there that are real good at that or over idealization. Where it's like you sit there and you think of such the ideal situation. You don't sit there and think to yourself, like, is this maybe me creating a false narrative so I can be mad? You know what I'm saying? And then there's also the projection where it's like things happen to you and you project that anger or you project whatever how you're feeling onto somebody else and the other person just has to take it it's almost like you sit there and somebody says how's your day you want to know how my day is you want to know how my day is and then you just project all that onto somebody and they're just like wow i just want to know if you wanted wings but we could sit here and talk a little bit longer you know what i'm saying and um for me, it just makes me feel like in reading this chapter, it's like part of having this um, part part of having, you know, the, the face mask that we all wear is I used to think is that being fake and I don't think it's really being fake. I think what you're doing is you're showing yourself self-love by doing that. Because putting that face mask on, what you're doing is you are showing your subconscious that you want to you want to consciously protect yourself by putting on this face mask because you don't feel comfortable showing people the the, the true authentic you. I mean, when you find the people that you feel like you could like let loose with. That's also another form for me that I'm I've, I'm I'm understanding is that, that that could also be another form of self love, or better yet, you know, finding those healthy outlets. Like maybe you're the type of person where hey man, you like to have a sip here and there, but then it's like people feel like yo every time you sip you act this way. So then maybe you just sip with other people or you sip by yourself. Oh, yo, that's alcoholic behavior. Yo, man, but what's that? You just want to have some Chardonnay and relax. Or you just want to have like a shot of tequila and just relax and go to bed. If you drink a half a bottle of vodka, yeah, there's something wrong with that. But my point to you is, is just that, you know, I think what I'm realizing and y'all could give me some feedback or just tell me because I don't want to make it seem like I'm preaching or I'm prophesizing. I'm just trying to share my thoughts as if I'm having a conversation, except you guys can't hit me back. So hit me back however y'all want to hit me back. And, uh, you know, I guess maybe part of the goal to becoming that best version of yourself is 
understanding who we truly are, what our traumas are that truly affected us. Understand how that affected us and then having that healthy outlet. So like, let's say you go to boxing, the gym, you're a weekend warrior and you do what you, you go mountain climbing. You have a drink here and there. Maybe you pour your heart and soul into work and you come back fully exhausted and you don't have any energy to do anything else. Maybe those are the things that are healthy, that are actually ways of showing self-love. Because I think at this point, when you reach a certain age, man, when you start hitting your 40s and you about to hit 50, it's like, yo, man. I want to do what makes me feel happy and not what everybody thinks is what happiness is. Because they, they there was a vocabulary word that he used in a chapter called leakage, where it's like the older you get, the more leakage you allow. And the leakage is you have the face mask on, but you leak your true personality through that. Because you ever meet older folks, and when I mean older, like your grandparents or your uncles, or they're just like, man, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Yo, man, you getting a little bit. I don't give a shit. I'm loud and I'm drunk. I don't give a shit. This is my house and I paid it, but I don't give a shit. And you like, wow, man. You allowed to, and you know, you, you see your grandparents and they sit there and eat ice cream before they go to bed and don't brush their teeth. And you look at them like, what in the world? Is this the same woman where it was like before I had to go to bed, like I had to do all these things, I had to wash up, brush your teeth and all, and she's sitting there with a with a cup of uh, empty cup of ice cream, snoring, watching Golden Girls, like unbelievable. But maybe it's that leakage, man. Maybe it's just that the older you get, you just don't give a fuck anymore, and you want to be you because maybe that mask is just like you realizing that what maybe you realizing the traumas that you're dealing with and now that you know how to deal with them why do i need to have this face mask on because you ever notice like the real rich older folks they be wearing some funky clothes man or it's like the people that really have money they wear whatever they want look at mark zuckerberg that dude wore the t-shirt and jeans he could probably buy a couple countries right maybe he feels like comfortability is his thing that's why I don't try and judge people. I'm becoming and I'm learning to accept everybody for who and what they are. Accepting other people's behavior. Rude is rude. Not being nice is not being nice. But if you do something that I disagree with, I can have my opinion about it, but I'm not going to judge. I just accept and move on. I hope you guys like this episode. You know, when I do other uh, affirmations or whatever inspires me while I'm reading, I'm going to put more of these out. Um, thank you for taking your time out to listen. I hope you enjoyed it. Hit me back and let me know it's really good. Have a good one, y'all. Peace.